You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to help you plan that unbelievable travel experience. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Hello, everyone, and welcome back for another episode of the QB Factory Reboot brought to you by SB Nation and Bleeding Green Nation. We are recording on Tuesday, November 30th in the Philadelphia Eagles are now five and seven after they suffered a really, really ugly, embarrassing loss to the New York Giants on Sunday, 13 to seven. I must say it was really fun while it lasted. I had forgot a little bit what it felt like to lose. You know, we were doing so well. We were on a winning streak and we fall to the Giants. So this is definitely a humbling loss. And there's a lot of people to blame. Jalen Hurst, Jalen Rager, Nick Sariani, Nate Herbig. A lot of people deserve the blame for this loss, but we're going to recap what we saw in that loss to the Giants. We're going to discuss what we saw from Jalen Hurts. We're going to discuss what we saw from Daniel Jones. And we're going to preview week 13 when the Eagles return to MetLife to play the Jets on Sunday, December 5th at 1 o'clock p.m. So don't forget to rate. Don't forget to leave a review. Don't forget to subscribe to our YouTube channel. Follow us on social media at BGN underscore radio on Twitter and at Bleeding Green Insta on Instagram. I'm your host, Rachel Prevett, and I am joined by the one and only QB expert, my co-host, Mark Schofield. What's up, Mark? What's going on, Rachel? Um, yeah. So about everything we said last week. Uh, yeah. <laughs> my goodness. Um, I remember how we ended that show, right? It was, well, God, if they lose to the Giants, though, yep. they can't lose to the Giants. Yep. And here we are. Um, yeah, like you said, a lot to talk about. Um, I'm going to start for the second straight week with a TV show reference. Okay. Last week, of course, it was Charlie Brown Thanksgiving. Mm -hmm. I hope everybody had a wonderful Thanksgiving. Um, I could, I, I would love nothing more than to spend the next 20 minutes talking about my new Thanksgiving tip, but I'll just sneak it in quickly. Make the gravy the night before. Okay. Make the gravy the night before, because in all the years we've been hosting Thanksgiving, we have had two gravy incidents. One year we poured the drippings into the fat separator Okay. and I went to pour off the fat, but I just poured out the gravy, like the good stuff. So yeah, that, that was a fun one, Rachel. And another year we just, we just like literally forgot to make it. We're sitting down and we're like. We're missing something. <sighs> so night before, stick of butter, half an onion diced, saute that together, add in some chicken stock, yep. add in some flour to sort of like add the flour first, then the chicken stock. You make the gravy, you let it cool. And then when you take the turkey out of the oven, you put the gravy in a, in a sauce pot, you start heating it up, then you add the drippings. Not, no panic. You're not forgetting it. You're not running around. You're not <laughs> screwing things up. That's my new pro tip for Thanksgiving kids. Cooking with Mark. Cooking with Mark. I think cooking with Mark and Rachel would be a much more enjoyable show than what we're about to do. I think so too. Um, but we forge on. Uh, so, like I said, a, a TV show reference. Cycle Four, America's Next Top Model. Oh, the episode which has become a meme. Tiffany Richardson stranded in front of Tyra Banks, and Tyra Banks getting very upset. The more she talks to her. Eventually build it up to the moment that is in every GIF, every meme, every video mm -hmm. clip. 
if you were sick of being disappointed, you would stand up and you would take control of your destiny. Do you know that you had a possibility to win? Do you know that all of America is rooting for you? I was rooting for you. Mm -hmm. We were all rooting for you. The entire moment it. of all Tyra moments. I remember watching that live. Yeah. I kid you not, friends. I was watching that. Um, yeah. Um, and I think that kind of sums up where we've been over the past week, Rachel, right? We thought this Eagles team has a chance at the playoffs. This Eagles team has a chance to like win the division. Jalen Hurts, in many people's minds, has like he's been he's locked it down. He's the guy. Dan Orlovsky and others are saying the search is over. You found the franchise quarterback. And here we are a week later. Hurts throws three interceptions. Now, I assume we're going to talk a lot about those. I've oh, yeah. on all three of those plays. I think a couple of things could be true. Mm -hmm. Jalen Hurts made some throws to get them back into that game and made some throws that potentially they could have won that game. Yeah. But they were in a position to need those throws because of some mistakes he made earlier in the game. Like I both things can be true. And so here we are now waking up on a Tuesday morning where the Eagles are on their outside looking in when they could have been in the playoffs. And now Washington, yeah. their win last night, they're in. Yeah. It's like we took three steps forward to take 10 steps back. That's yeah. the best way I can put it. And it's just this is not a fun feeling. That's all no, I have to say. But no. I chose song lyrics, you know, trying to be optimistic. <laughs> the lyrics I chose come from the song Dedication by Nipsey Hussle. And he says, you take a loss, don't cry about it, just embrace it. Minor setback for a major comeback. That's my favorite. So, of course, like I said, trying to be optimistic because I refuse to sit in this pain and this just depression, you know, because this was a plain, a painful loss. This was a humbling loss. But the way I'm trying to look at it is, you know, we expected so much, much, so much more from the birds going into this game. I wanted the birds to smack the Giants by 20. Yeah. You know, we went in thinking this is going to be an easy win. And it was the opposite. Like they just didn't show up. They look completely out of whack. They didn't look like the team that we've been seeing these past two weeks. But I'm trying to look at it as, you know, it was a poor performance. It wasn't what we wanted to see. You know, hopefully this is humbling for you guys. And it's, and it, and it's a learning lesson that you're not where you guys need to be. You know what I'm saying? Maybe yeah. they're riding on that high horse and off of all of the, you know, hype, all of the energy because they were winning. So I'm just looking at it as, you know, hopefully they can learn from this, you know, put it behind us because they're capable of winning this next upcoming game against the Jets. They're capable of winning against the Washington football team. So yes, that was a minor setback and nobody wants, you know, that, but it is what it is. This is the reality. And hopefully that that propels us forward to, you know, just grind out the remainder of the next few weeks and, pick up some more wins because this was bad. Yeah. Do you think sort of a, a double-ended question here? Like one, do you think this was an instance of the Eagles started to buy their own hype? People like us and everybody else out there saying, look at their schedule, look at what's happening. And so they sort of like bought their own hype. And, or do you think this was an instance of the Giants? They just fired their offensive coordinator. Their backs are against the wall. Everybody's given up on them. They're like that proverbial, like cornered animal with nothing else to do, but fight its way out. Do you think that one and or both of those aspects had a huge role in Sunday? I think this was a combination of both. You know, we know that the Giants felt some type of way towards us just going into this season period. So I think the fact that they wanted this a little bit more, you can tell that they came out hungry. They came out aggressive and it just looked like we were comfortable. Like, oh, we got this. So I think, like you said, it's a combination of both, in my opinion. Yeah. And I think this was a wake-up call that, yeah, you guys won two games. That's great and all, but 
you're still not where you like, like, like I said, you're still not where you need to be. You still have a lot of um, adjustments that need to be made. And some things they backtracked, you know, we didn't see them running the, we didn't see them uh, running the ball as much early yeah. on. So it's kind of just like a red flag. Like what's going What What happened guys? Do you also think that there's a chance that this could be a good thing that this, that you lose this game now? Like I remember, the year the Patriots went undefeated, Belichick talked about how it would have been nice to actually lose a game so they would feel that. And yeah. do you think there's a chance that like this loss is like, okay, man, we're not where we thought we were. And like better to lose this now yeah. and to sort of figure it out than to like win a game and then lose to like the Jets or lose yeah. down the road. Like do you think there's a chance that this is actually a good thing long term? Yeah, I think it's a minor setback that pushes them for a major comeback. Like there you go. It reminds them of that feeling of losing. You guys were a losing team a few weeks ago. So I hope this that this game was a reminder of like, dang, it sucks to lose. So yeah, yeah. we gotta we gotta crank it up. Yeah. So, I think that makes sense. Yeah. But I mean, we're gonna get right into it. This was just it was just brutal. Um, Jalen Hurst finished 14 of 31 for 129 yards, zero touchdowns, and three interceptions. And, you know, we talk about every single week how, you know, we're rooting for Jalen Hurst. Like you said, we were rooting for you guys. I was I was rooting for Jalen Rager. And he, yeah. after he had made a really big play, and then you turn around and drop two, like, catches that we needed. That was just embarrassing. But I am a fan of Jalen Hurst, but I have to be like honest. I have to admit that this was a terrible performance by him. It was a disappointing performance by him. Definitely one of the worst performances we've seen from him this season. And I think everybody's in agreement with that. So I was disappointed. His accuracy was off, uh, timing off, his decision making poor. It was, I don't know how else to put it. Like he yep. just did not look like himself. Like I said, it looked like he had made, you know, these three small steps forward to tumble downhill backwards 10 steps so it was just bad yeah no I mean I think you sort of summed it up I mean I, I think and the three interceptions sort of sum up everything we've been talking about in a number of different ways like the first one the third and five mm -hmm. late first quarter the throw to Quez Watkins on that end cut like there are a couple of things that happened here like he's got Devonta Smith going across the field inside and then you've got the mm -hmm. second it's almost like a dino double post or maybe you call it Mills where you've got the over and a post, but however you want to term this, mm -hmm. he's got Smith initially. Yeah. Like it's sort of like that 32 play we talked about last week where he's got him initially. He doesn't throw it. Okay. But by looking at Smith, he pulls the free safety with his eyes, which mm -hmm. creates space for quest. So it's like, okay, you, you didn't throw it initially, but you've kind of helped yourself. But then it's like quest stops. Yeah. Right? Like quest sort of like checks up. Mm -hmm. I think Jalen's expecting him to keep going because he throws it kind of like more of a dig yeah. and the corner sort of breaks on it. So you have the initial mistake. He almost fixes it, but this time he doesn't fully fix it like he did last week against the Saints. And so yes. there's that one. And okay. I don't have a huge problem with that one. Mm -hmm. it, it's the next two that sort of drive me crazy. I yeah. mean, the second one, it's third and one mm -hmm. on the plus one. Yep. You've got eight seconds left. Okay. You're down three points. You still have a timeout. Yeah. Like, this is the kind of situational awareness stuff that drives coaches insane. Because they run sort of a mesh sit. He's got Goddard. He's got Goddard. Goddard is expecting the ball in the end zone for a touchdown. Mm -hmm. He doesn't throw it so that he bails. Okay. Mm -hmm. You've still got time. 
throw it away. It's third down. Throw it away. Throw it away. Take the three points. Throw it away. Just throw it into the 15th row. Yeah. Don't do what you do here, which is extend the play and make a ridiculous attempt of a throw at the pylon. Like that's yeah. the kind of situational awareness stuff that as a quarterback, you've got to understand, look, we've got a timeout. We've got eight seconds. The clock is ticking. If you're not going to throw it initially, again, the initial mistake in the down, make it better. Fix it after the fact. Throw it into the bleachers. Take the three points. Get something going into halftime. Instead, you throw an interception. Okay? So yep. that's the second one. Mm -hmm. The third one, it is first and 18. You are down 10 nothing. Okay? First and 18. You don't need to get it all back. Yeah. You don't need to get it all black. They run the sort of sale concept that you and I have talked about a ton. Vertical, mm -hmm. out from the tight end, back to the flat. He wants to throw the sale route to the tight end. It's covered extremely well. Yeah, The back is wide open. Just check it down. Just check. It's first and 18, not third and 18 with 10 minutes, with 10 seconds left. Like, check it down. You're going to have the back in the flat. Scott, when Jalen Hurts decides to throw this, okay? Scott is at the line of scrimmage and there is not a defender within 10 yards of him. And the nearest defender is covering Goddard. So Goddard can theoretically throw a block. Even if you just get five, you get yourself into second and 13, mm -hmm. but instead you throw the deep shot and the safety is on the hash mark as well. Like it's going to get picked. And, and so that's it. It's, it's situational awareness, which I think really sort of failed him on Sunday. There were opportunities to do different things to take care of the football, to put your team in a position to either get points or get a more manageable second down. Like the first interception, like, yeah, I mean, there are some things that he screwed up. The second two are situational awareness issues. And I'm reminded of, you know, something I tell the baseball kids that I coach. Like, you're going to make mistakes. You're going to make physical mistakes when you play sports, right? You're going to let a ground ball go through your legs. You're going to strike out. You're going to drop a pass. Like that stuff happens. I don't worry about that. But if you're making mental mistakes, the stuff that's here, the stuff that you can think about before the play, you know, where am I going to throw the ball if it's hit to me? What am I going to do if I don't throw this? How much time do we have left? How many timeouts do we have left? What's the situation here? Like, if you're making those kinds of mistakes, that's a problem. Now, you know, 12U baseball is not the NFL. I get it. <laughs> but, like, that's yeah. kind of where we're at, right? Like, you can't be making situational mistakes in divisional games in the NFL in November. That's going to be that's the difference between playoffs and no playoffs. That's the division between winning the NFC East and watching Washington get into the playoffs instead <laughs> of you. And so that's my five minute rant. I'm angry. I'm going to sip some some flavored water now and try to calm some calm myself down. But everything you said was spot on. And it's frustrating because, I mean, you played this position. And I feel like some of these mistakes that we saw, the two that you pointed out, the two, uh, last two interceptions those were like fundamentals like you you know this yep. you learn this stuff when you're younger like high school so yep. that was kind of frustrating to see because it was just like who is this like what happened to Jalen Hurts you know this is not the Jalen Hurts that we had been seeing so I was just confused because it was little dumb stuff that he was doing that was like you know better than this right and, and what have I said before the show if you do something that reminds me of me playing this game you've screwed up <laughs> You've screwed up big time. And these are the kinds of things that I would do yeah. that, that, that made me, as I've said, the worst quarterback in all of college football from 1996 to 1999. Like, I get it. But yeah. the, Bill Belichick, again, I often bring up the Patriots because that's a team that I cover as well. 
and you know people ask about like you know i've actually got a show i got to do later today and somebody asked what is it about belichick's coaching style and mm -hmm. the thing that he preaches all the time every single day every single drill is situational awareness mm -hmm. here's why we're doing this and here's why it might come up in a game and they will practice things like intentionally taking a safety on the chance that it comes up once in an entire season but they mm -hmm. want to make sure if it comes up it comes up they, they will do things like situational drills just so you know okay you know, here's what we do in this situation. If it's first and 18 and we get this look, here's what we do with the football. If it's mm -hmm. third and goal at the one with eight seconds left, Belichick would do things where he'll like walk into, you know, a, a meeting room and quiz players or walk into a huddle of the practice field and say, okay, I know we're working on third down situations, but if it's first and 10 with three seconds left, what do we do here? Mm -hmm. What's the call? And he'll do that with veterans. He'll do that with rookies. I mean, that's like, he's notorious. Like he would grill Tom Brady all the time. It's important because you know yeah. that the players are going to be prepared. Yeah. So I think that's a great idea. And maybe more coaches should start to follow. Yeah. And <laughs> I mean, really. again, I'm sure that there are coaches that, that stress this. I am sure yeah. that Nick Sirianni at times has brought this up. But yeah. when you see fundamental breakdowns from a situational awareness standpoint, yeah. like you got to figure, okay. And, I, and I'm sure Coach Sirianni sat him down you know, yesterday and said, look, you got to throw this away here. Look, yeah. first 18, you got to check this down. Yeah. But so now the question becomes, does he apply it? Does he apply this next week against the Jets two weeks yeah. from now? You know, when, when you're back in the NFC division games that you now have to win because of what happened on Sunday, will we see him throw it away? Will we see him check it down when he needs to? Will we see him do these things or will we continue to see these mistakes? And again, we, we are now suddenly back in the where are we with Jalen Hurts discussion, a discussion we thought might have been put to bed for right. a while. Now it's back. Not a good feeling. Vacations can be tricky. You already know how to book flights and hotels, but now the only thing you're missing is, you know, the actual travel experience. Because is it really a vacation if you're just sitting around like you would at home? You need a tool to get the most out of your time away. That's where Viator steps in. You can book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Support for this show comes from Atlassian. Atlassian software like Jira, Confluence, and Loom help power global collaboration for all teams so they can accomplish everything that's impossible alone. Because individually, we're great, but together, we're so much better. That's why millions of teams around the world, including 75% of the Fortune 500, trust Atlassian Software for everything from space exploration and green energy to delivering pizzas and podcasts. Whether you're a team of two, 200 or 2 million, or whether your team is around the corner or on another continent altogether, Atlassian Software is built 
to help keep you all on the same page from start to finish. That way, every one of your teams, from engineering and IT to marketing, HR and legal, can stay connected and move together as one towards shared company-wide goals. Learn how to unleash the potential of your team at Atlassian.com. That's A-T-L-A-S-S-I-A-N.com. Atlassian. One of the other things that we all saw, and it's kind of like, where does this blame fall? And as much as I love Jalen Hurst, I do feel like it ends up falling on Jalen Hurst. We've we've seen, you know, the stats where um, Jalen Rager in this past game was targeted seven times, but Dallas Goddard and Devontae Smith combined were targeted seven times, which is just piss poor. So it's like, does that fall on Nick Sirianni or Jalen Hurts, because technically Jalen Hurts is the one in the game. And if yep. you know that these are your number one, this is your number one wide receiver, why are you going to Rager? You know what yeah. I'm saying? And Sirianni dialed up the third down play, the third and goal we talked about. Goddard was open on that yeah. mesh concept. And look, this this comes with playing the position. And again, to continue today's theme of Mark was just awful at this. I remember I threw an interception and in, in the end zone. And we had an unblocked defender. I remember coming back to the sideline and our offensive line coach just comes barreling over like, we didn't get a blocked up coach. I'm sorry. And our head coach looked at him, looked at me and said, don't tell me you're sorry. He threw the bleeping ball. I don't care what you guys screwed up. Ultimately, he threw the bleeping ball. It was his mistake. That's the position, right? Like, like if you get mistakes around you, if you get plays called, you either throw it or you don't. Ultimately, the decision is yours. And I think in this game, Sirianni dialed up some stuff to get like the first interception. Devonta Smith's open initially. Like yep. he's open. He yep. can throw it to him. Hurts doesn't. Mm-hmm. Goddard on the second interception. He's open. Hurts can throw it to him. He doesn't. Ultimately, it's his damn decision with the ball. He made some bad ones Sunday. Yeah. So that's why I said I'm team Hurts, but I was very, 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 very disappointed in this performance. Yeah. yeah. We just got to do better moving forward. Yep. You know, they made the Giants and Daniel Jones looked way better than they should have. And the fact that the one thing you can say is that the defense, the Eagles defense, like definitely did what they had to do because the Giants had multiple opportunities to like push, pull away the lead. They only had 13 points was kind of like, they're not as good as, as you're making them look as the Eagles are allowing them to look. I mean, today's NFL, with the way this game is slanted towards offenses, if you hold an opposing offense to 13 points, man, you got to win that game. Like yeah. the, the defense has done the job. And, you know, certainly, like you said, Rachel, New York had some chances to pull away. Defense kept you in it. Now, yeah. as an offense, you've got to hold up your end of the bargain. Like, if you can't outscore a 13 point team, like, yeah, yeah you got to fix that. And, you know, now we get, okay, we get Jalen Hurts is sore. Mm-hmm. So could this be a Minshew game next week? Yes. And I don't want to say, like we said last week, like, oh, you know, it shouldn't matter. This is the New York Jets. Like, but the Jets are not great. I mean, no. No. Zach Wilson is struggling. That, yes. That's a defense that's banged up. So yes. here we are again, second straight week. This is a game that they should win over a New York team. Mm-hmm. But I don't feel as comfortable as I did last week. No, it's like literally you feel it in your stomach. It's just like, you know, you have a bad feeling. The vibes, the good vibes have faded away. I don't feel good about this anymore. 
So, yeah, I mean, it's the era of unbridled optimism has disappeared in the course of a week, you know, because this was sort of a a gut check moment now. And what does the team learn from this? What does the coaching staff learn from this? And I guess more importantly to this show, Mm -hmm. what does Jalen Hurts learn from this? I have a question. Go for it. Based off of last week's performance, you know, against the Giants, at what point do you feel like Jalen Hurts, they should have pulled him out of the game? Like, do you think he, if he threw another interception, they should have took him out because he was, at what point where, when your quarterback is just looking terrible, do you make that decision to be like, he's out? Because three yeah. interceptions is, is bad. That's really bad. So yeah. when do you think that they would have, if it would have kept going downhill, at what point would it have been like, all right, we got to pull him? It's a fantastic question, and it's one that I, I love answering. It's one that I get a lot. Um, I always come back to, if you watch the Marty Schottenheimer of Football Life, okay. which is fantastic about Coach Schottenheimer, there, there's a part in there about his relationship with Drew Brees when they were both in San Diego with the Chargers, and Brees was a young quarterback, and he was having some ups and downs. And Brees attributed his growth as a quarterback to how Schottenheimer handled him and how Schottenheimer benched him at times. And basically the lesson and the thing Schottenheimer would say to him on the sidelines was, look, man, if it's a one-score game, your butt's still in there because you're our guy. You're going to figure this out. Mm -hmm. But if we're getting blown out, we're down two scores, we're down three scores, and you're throwing picks, and you're just basically hurting yourself, and we don't have a chance to win, then I'm taking you out of the game. Like, I don't want you compounding mistakes. Mm -hmm. And so to Sunday, if the Giants had converted some of their opportunities and built it to a, a 20 to seven lead or 27 seven lead, and it's a three score game and Hertz throws his third pick, then I think you sit him down because it's that moment where you're just hurting yourself. You're just compounding problems. You're, we don't want you to develop bad habits over the course of this single game. So we got to sit you down for your own benefit, not just be, not just thinking about winning this game. It's for you. But if it's a one score game like it maintained, Mm-hmm. You're running him back out there. He's going to be the guy. He either mm-hmm. figures it out and you win with him, or he doesn't figure it out and you lose with him. But if it's a one-score game, you run him back out there. And so, you know, whenever people ask me about that, I kind of go by that Schottenheimer rule. One-score game, a game you could still sort of win, he's got to figure it out. If you're getting blown out, you don't want him to develop bad habits, so you sit him down. Thank you for answering that. Oh, you're welcome. It's a, I think that's it's, a good way to, to look at it, though. I mean, it, it, I think, look, anytime you can get kind of a Hall of Fame coach mm-hmm. to answer a question as I kind of like slid Marty Schott and I were in, yeah. um, I think that's the that's the way to go. Yeah. Um, but it, it's, a, it's a question that I think as we see these young quarterbacks right now, Zach Wilson, you know, obviously is an mm-hmm. example of that. And there have been people in, around the Jets that cover the Jets have asked me, like, when would you sit Zach Wilson down? It's the same answer. Like mm-hmm. if Zach Wilson is throwing pick after pick and you're down 40 to seven, you mm-hmm. pull them, you know, because and you can see it with Zach Wilson this year. There were moments when they couldn't protect him up front. And so he would cut his drop short in the pocket and throw off the time of routes. He would pull it down and very Jalen Hurts ask where he'd just pull it down and start to try to create with his legs when he didn't trust the protection around him. He was started to develop bad habits over the course of some games. His game against Denver was a prime example of that. And so I think you sit him down. But yeah. if it's 10-7 in the fourth quarter. I don't care if he's throwing six picks. Give him a chance to win it. Because the other thing to think in mind, and I know I'm just taking over the show, and I feel no, bad. no, no. Keep go, go. The other thing to keep in mind is what message do you send the rest of the team if it's like, look, it's a one score game, but we're going to put Gardner Minshew in. 
Mm -hmm. Right. Like, like that opens the door to some things. And so I I think with the way they handled it was right. But if it was 30 to seven in the fourth quarter and he throws, you know, or even the third quarter, he throws that third pick. I think, okay, look, we're going to sit him down because it doesn't send the message that we're giving up on him. It just says he's having a bad day and you'd prevent him from developing those bad habits over the course of a contest. Okay. That's good stuff. But hey, let's take it. Let's take it to the Giants. I mean, to the Jets. So we're moving yep. forward with 13. The Jets are now three and eight. They defeated the Texans. That was their first road win. So they defeated them 21 to 14. Um, the Jets did have a really rough start against the Texans. But like I said, their defense one had like five sacks, which was like a really, really big deal. And they eventually got their running game going. So they were able to pull away with this victory running for a season high of 157 yards. So taking a look at Zach Wilson, he completed 14 of 24 for 145 yards with a rushing touchdown, and he did have an interception. And this was his first game back after he suffered from his PCL sprain in his right knee. So um, he didn't look phenomenal, but there was a play where he got like banged up and he was like limping off the field. And I heard in the post-game interview, they were asking him about that. And he was kind of saying like, yeah, it kind of, you know, messed him up a little bit. So that's something to keep in mind for the Eagles that he's kind of banged up. He's not, you know, 100% coming back. Um, So yeah. What did you see from his performance? I mean, he threw one of the worst interceptions you'll ever see. Yeah, I mean, yeah. That, that that was just an absolutely ugly play where he kind yeah. of like flips it forward. His guy's mm-hmm. not even looking. It bounces off his back. I mean, yep. again, if it looks like something I would have done, like it, it ain't good, kids. <laughs> um, you know, Wilson has had some ups and downs this year. Yeah. I mean, he has made some impressive throws, but he has also made some head-scratching decisions. Um, mm-hmm. He certainly seems uncomfortable. He doesn't seem healthy. You know, mm-hmm. the PCL sprain, that was a nasty-looking injury. Again, he suffered that against the New England Patriots and a, mm-hmm. a play, frankly, I should have gotten flagged for. Um, and he looked to tweak that um, against Houston. Yep. I, I think this is an opportunity, as we've seen from similar weeks, where, where Jonathan Gannon has gone after with some blitzes, some quarterbacks that are a bit shakier at the pocket, right? You saw them blitz Teddy Bridgewater. You saw them blitz Trevor Simeon. Again, he went one of eight um, when they blitzed him last week. And so I would expect them to try to bring some pressure. This is an off, also an offensive line that's banned up. They're without some of their best players. You can attack them with pressure on the interior. You can attack them with pressure off of the edges. Mm-hmm. Like, as we said last week, this is a very winnable game. It is a game that you should win. Yep. Like, Yes. Can they do some things? Yeah. Do they have some talent? Yeah. Is Elijah Moore potentially a great receiver at some point in the NFL? Yeah. If he's not even there already. And so they've got some talent. Don't get me wrong. This is a game you should win. This is very much like last week. It's a game that you should win. Now you have to go out and do it because you're coming off of, uh, you laid an egg. You laid an egg in a game that you should have won. Now learn from it, bounce back and beat a team that you should definitively beat. Mm Mm-hmm. I think one of the keys for this game, and we've seen this time and time again with the Eagles, we know that the Jets also struggle with like getting things going early. And when the Eagles struggle to get things going early, it's harder to, you know, fight back. So the Eagles need to take advantage and come out strong in the first half, get that lead so that we know that's one of the Jets' weaknesses. Like if they get things going early, the Eagles, I think that – we'll be in a good position. But if we're fighting back like we were trying to do against the Giants, it's a wrap. Yeah. So, 
I mean, get on this team early, get the round ground game going a little bit early. Like you can yeah. run on this defense. You can run on the inside. You can run to the edges on them. Uh, mm -hmm. You can get the ground game going, lean on that a little bit, whether it's hurts, whether it's Minshew, like either way, don't let this team hang around. Yeah. Like, you know, it's the proverbial, like, you know, you, you don't want to play to the level of your opponent, right? Yeah. Like if they're, if you're a better team than them. And so get up on them, try mm -hmm. to put this thing away early then get into the bye, get everybody healthy. Because again, as we've pointed out and everybody has pointed out, you've got winnable games down the stretch. Now maybe I don't even want to say that Washington looks a little bit better than we thought because mm -hmm. Seattle, I think that window has closed. Yeah. Carol Harris seems to be done. Russell Wilson might be a, might be a saint um, this time next year. I mean, who knows where Russell Wilson ends up. And so, like I, I don't want to read too much into the, that Monday night game. Fortunes can mm -hmm. change in a hurry, as we've seen over the past seven days. And so, yeah. you know, but you got to get ready for this, this stretch run after the bye. Mm -hmm. Start it right, finish this game early, get rested up, and then finish run. There's still a chance to get yourselves into the playoffs. There's still a yep. chance to win the division. Like there are still opportunities to finish the season the way you'd love to see them finish it. You made it a little harder on yourselves, kids. And yeah. now let's bounce back from that. It's like it's not over yet. No, no, the sky yeah. certainly isn't falling. Like yeah. Michelle and I are not hammering that panic no. button, but we had we put it in the closet. Yeah. We had put the panic button in the closet. Unfortunately, yeah. you had to pull it back out of the closet. Now it's yeah. just out of arm's reach. We're not hitting it yet. Yeah. But it's there. And I think this is good to be like honest, you know, yeah. we're not being naive about the situation. Like call it what it is. This was poor. This performance yeah. was bad. Jalen Hurst was bad. I, I'm, I mean, not, I'm not saying Jalen Hurst isn't the guy. I'm not, you know, throwing that away yet, but I'm just saying this was a bad game. Quarterbacks yeah. have bad games, and this was one of Jalen Hurst's bad games. Absolutely. I mean, I, I don't think we could have sat here and said, oh, Jalen was fine. Jalen hey, was great. No. Was no, I mean, people were just kind of like, they'd see the tweet. They'd see the Instagram post about it, like yeah. why Jalen Hurts was actually good against the Giants, and they'd be mm -hmm. like, "Yeah, I'm not listening to that one." Like nope. you gotta, you gotta call it like it is. Like he wasn't good. Yeah. So, but going into this Eagles game, I found this little fact: the Eagles have beaten the Jets 11 straight times, dating back to their first encounter in 1973. So we got to keep it going. We got to keep it going. We cannot lose to the Jets. It's science, Rachel. It's <laughs> science. Like the numbers, you can't, you can't lie. The yeah. numbers are what they are. It, it, and, and dear God, I mean, if they lose this one with a bye week, oh, those would be too long, dark. I will really be depressed at that point. I'll be depressed. Yeah. I mean, then next week really will be cooking with Mark and Rachel. Yes. Are we talking about making VO cutlets and stuff? Because, look, I, I don't want to come back here after two, two straight losses to the Giants and the Jets. No. And, 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 and no. Mm -mm. No. I don't want to lose. Nick, Coach Sirianni, Jalen. Guys, yeah. lean in. Lean in. Lean in. Yeah. I know you're listening. Please. Rachel and I are begging you. We, we Don't don't make us go through that. Mm -mm. We're, we're Please. We need more. We expect more. We're rooting for you guys. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> All of America is rooting for you. Yes, we are. So I think oh. that's a great way to end it. You know, yep. the Eagles are going to be on the road again, playing the New York Jets week 13. That's going to be Sunday, December 15th. Like I mentioned at one o'clock PM. And we are hoping we have some positive Eagles football to talk about next week. Don't forget to rate, leave a written review, subscribe to our YouTube channel, follow us on social media, and we will be back next week. Mark, do you have any final words? Other than like prayers, I mean, please, yeah. please. Um, 
Yep, friends. Um, yeah, let's 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 all lift up positive thoughts because it, it, it was a certainly a sudden change of events, and we shall say in one voice, go Eagles. Support for this show comes from HubSpot. More to-dos, less time, and an infinite number of tools to keep track of. Doing business has never felt harder. But you don't need a miracle to hit your goals. You just need HubSpot, because their all-in-one customer platform can make growing your business infinitely easier. Imagine this. High-quality leads, fast-closing deals, wildly happy customers, and more benchmark-breaking quarters. It's not a miracle. It's HubSpot. Visit HubSpot.com to get started today. Support for this podcast came from SAS. Data is everything. And now everything is data, which means more to process, more to analyze. And now more than ever, speed to answers matters. So how do you produce those answers as fast as the world produces data? With SAS VIA, the quickest way from a billion points of data to a point of view. It's a more productive data and AI platform that helps you get more done. Learn more today at sas.com slash VIYA.